folks. We're back. Kyle Means, editorial director, WeAreRealRadio.com, War Media, right here with my man Ryan Bukovetsky. We're giving you a quick update here. Um, you know, in case you missed our football coverage, we haven't uh, out at y'all since uh, the end of April with the draft. But, uh, you know, we want to pick it back up here with a little uh, dispatch here as we close out May. Uh, a couple of things are picked up with the Bears in, re- in recent times. They've had, uh, you know, they've had some, you know, off-season practices, camp, mini camp, as it were. Uh, the guys got together. You know, they, they, it was a good thing to see with the with this uh, these uh, OTAs. Uh, you know, everybody came in. Uh, those were the reports. You know, it, even though you didn't really have you didn't have to, but everybody came in on their own volition, and you know they worked hard. And of course, there's already been the uh, the rookie camps and stuff too. The rookies rookies have worked out quite Dallas all up. And um, you know, we're gonna you know get some thoughts from Ryan about uh, so what what he's seen, what has impressed him, what may not have impressed him. Uh, in these recent workouts, and we're also going to talk a bit about the uh, hundred top hundred Bears of all time ranking that came out recently. Uh, of course, this year the Bears celebrating their hundredth anniversary as a franchise, and they're doing all sorts of things to celebrate that milestone. And uh, the top hundred Bears thing is definitely, uh, you know, an, a notable uh, part of that celebration. Uh, then next look. Next month as well, they're going to have the big uh, Bears convention, uh, which is going to be uh, definitely a note out there in uh, Rosemont, I believe. But uh, right now, Ryan, how you doing, man? Not too bad, Kyle. Uh, football is slowly creeping into the air. I know we're going to have a little dead period, of, and we've kind of been in a dead period. But uh, baseball will kind of be king until training camps open up in July, and then football will be the talk of the land once again. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna take much, you know. It's, uh, it's, you know, like you said, the uh, once baseball is pretty much all we have, you know, a lot of people that's pretty much the case anyway. Or if you're not too much into basketball, but uh, you know, luckily we're in everything here at Regal, so we we got plenty to talk to you about all the time. But we definitely never want to forget the Bears and never want to forget football. So uh, you know, with that being the case, like I said. Though everybody has worked out, and I think you know, as the reports have come out from Hallis Hall, you know that's been a good sign that you know the the guys are committed. No matter where you're at, if you're a veteran or you're a young guy, it seems like the team is is very committed right now to improving itself in the off season and building off of the you know very successful season that they had in 2018. You know, albeit with the bad ending. And, and uh, you, know, and, and, you know, we've seen in the past, you know, that can be enough for a team to really focus itself in, in its off-season practices and its off-season planning and everything. So, uh, you know, in your opinion, Ryan, just, you know, what do you, what do you think about how the Bears have approached uh, this period now with, you know, the draft and everything behind them? You know, the team is formulating itself and getting ready for camp. What do you think about the way that they've approached this period? Yeah, this is a kind of a fun time of the year when it comes to teams training camps and specifically with the Bears. Uh, it started with OTAs after the draft. They had themselves a rookie mini camp. So it was great finally getting the, the, 
final pieces of every NFL team's roster, especially for the Bears, relying on some of these rookies like David Montgomery at running back. He's going to have a big role this year if he's able to handle it. So having those guys getting into the system and then you get an OTAs with uh, everybody on the team coming in and the Bears did a lot of fun stuff, a lot of game stuff, but also some more uh, for the defensive side, Chuck Pagano's installing uh, his defensive stuff, which we'll see how that works out. And uh, it, it's not uncommon for him to be doing that in this period. Cause even though he's going to be mimicking a lot of the system that Vic Fangio had in place, I'm sure he's going to be installing some of his own stuff and there's still some young players and new players in, in this system. So of course they have to get up to speed and on the offensive side, a little bit of fun, kind of moving some guys around to see what they could potentially do and get a look. Uh, the big one was obviously uh, the uh, changes from offensive line to tight end for Bradley Sull. He's the swing tackle, and they, he got a look at tight end and maybe is more of that kind of X tight end, that that blocking, maybe even an H-back where he's going to be primarily a blocker. But we saw last year he has some athleticism, and if he has an ability to run routes at all, even at an average clip for an NFL tight end, he could be an interesting piece, and this is definitely the time to check it out. The other big move was uh, the swap of the offensive line, moving uh, their Pro Bowl center, Cody Whitehair, over to uh, the left guard position in a swap with James Daniels. And this was a move that a lot of us kind of thought could happen this year, not last year, because of how new James Daniels was and how new the system was. I'm sure Matt Nagy wanted a veteran center there to really solidify the calls and everything like that with Mitch. And now with Mitch in year two, having a lot greater understanding, James Daniels in year two, it makes a lot of sense now to pull this move because based on scouting reports, people really feel like James Daniels, his best position is center, and he could be a really great one potentially. Uh, I believe he's not going to turn 21 until a couple months into the season or at least a, a few games into the season. So he's a very young player with a ton of upside. The only thing that really made him fall in the draft was some injury concerns, but we had none of that last year seeing him with the Bears. So he could be a, a great player potentially at center. And Cody Whitehair, as good as he is as a center, and he's played probably that's been his best position as a pro in his limited time at guard. It seems like he's been a better center, but he has that profile that you want at guard. He's really a mauler and a guy that, that can just kind of get you, his hands on you and really – pancake you or get you out of the way with his strength and his compact size and so it should be a pretty seamless transition we'll see what happens but at the worst case scenario they have ted larson as a backup and uh, they can always do the switch the flip later on it's a good time of the year like i said to practice this stuff out and the other uh, i guess swap if it's any noteworthy was take one myself the running back to receiver I don't think that speaks well for Taekwon. There's so much depth at that receiver position, arguably the deepest position group on the team. So it's going to be very hard for him to make the team as a receiver if that position uh, change sticks. But what it told me more than anything is Ryan Pace has continually brought up his running backs, including Ryan Nall, who was, a, I believe, an undrafted rookie free agent that they got last year, who showed decently well in the preseason and fits more of that bigger back and has some of those skills that you like with his pass catching ability. And he's got some nimble feet for as big of a guy as he is. Ryan Pace keeps ringing him up. So I'm going to assume that he's a guy that they're looking at as a potential uh, piece to this thing at running back, especially if he develops and uh, 
overall their depth is just terrific. I think for the most part, we didn't hear any injuries. And another thing to just keep in mind is last year at this time, Allen Robinson wasn't practicing because he was still recovering from his knee injury. You also didn't have Eric Lynch playing because he was recovering from an injury. You're getting some guys that are going to be either key players or key rotational pieces that weren't practicing last year. And now they are practicing. So they should be light years ahead. And maybe the most exciting and the final thing that, of course, it's good vibes. I want to put a, a, a cautionary disclaimer. This is this is nobody's playing against each other. Nobody's wearing pads. This is all just paper, film, and practicing on the field in shorts. But from what Matt Nagy has said is basically Mitch Trubisky is light years ahead of where he was last year. And he uh, is really commanding the offense and simply – from what Matt Nagy said, is doing things that he just flat out couldn't do last year. So if that stuff is real and that's trending in the real direction that we're hoping it is as Bears fans, uh, that's that's just a really exciting start to this offseason of training camp. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, you have to underscore it as, you know, uh, like you said, it's, it's, this is a bit of a honeymoon period. That could be some, some sunny springtime talk there from Maggie, but uh, those those quotes stand out. And uh, I know Pagano has been particularly uh, complimentary of, of Mix too, even though he hasn't seen them for long. But, you know, they, you know he's been quoted as well as uh, saying that the kid is – that the, he looks good to him as a, you know, sort of an oppo- more of an opposing stance, you know, as a, as a defensive guy. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. The, 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 the team – Seems, seems to be working very much from a position of strength. Uh, like you say, the depth is, is kind of uh, out of this world when compared to most Bears teams, you know, at this point of the season. You know, you, like you said, you got guys who uh, are healthier now than they were a year ago. You got young guys who have shown promise. You got guys who are, are young, but young veterans who have, you know, now played in the playoffs and to play it on a division-winning team who, you know, you got to figure are hungry for more success. So it's really, you know, it's really just has to ramp up the anticipation overall for, you know, from that team, but as well as for us observing it. Because it's like, you know, it's really, really no nothing that jumps out as a fault that's, uh, you know, position-wise or strategically that anything that you can look at this team and say, oh, well, they really need to work on this if they're going to have success. You know, to that to that degree, though, it seems that some people in the media, be it, uh, you know, I guess the national media or such, are sort of trying to downplay the potential of this team this year. Like, there have been some reports that the Bears, uh, uh, or maybe most uh, famously said that the Bears are – probably going to be a, a target for a, a, a big downfall this year. Like, what, what do you think about stuff like that coming out? Yeah, and specifically with Jason Lockenforia, he, uh, he's, I think, been a, a big proponent for saying how Mitch Trubisky really isn't going to work out as a quarterback. So I don't know if there's a little bit of biasy against the Bears in Jason's opinion, just kind of sticking with the, the narratives that he set up. But uh, – yeah. You know, it's possible that the Bears have a little bit of a downfall because that's just the nature of the NFL. Good teams fall and terrible teams they don't think have any chance of winning anytime soon suddenly rise up. 
But to me, as a Bears fan and being here in this market and covering them, I think they're missing the scope of this team a little bit because this team has a lot of young guys that stepped up and played well. And and I think to the national media, it looks more so like, well, those kids are probably going to take a step back or they're not going to be as good because they overachieved in the first year or in that last season. But the problem with that narrative is these guys are supposed to be hitting this stride. This, If the drafting that they've done is correct, if the development that they've done is correct, if the hiring of the coaches that they've done is correct, and by all accounts to me, it seems like they have hit a home run on all those levels. Obviously, Matt Nagy is still young as a head coach, but we feel good about the position groups because of the depth that they have there from the players that Ryan Pace has brought in, but also because of the coaching that's happening that we are seeing in front of our eyes. So there's a very reasonable and logical thought that some of these guys have not hit their ceiling, that they are going to take another step forward because there's very few guys that are approaching 30 years old. I mean, Khalil Mack is one of the oldest veterans on the defense. And of course, Akeem Hicks is a little bit older, but kind of that prime athlete where a lot of those guys are at, and he's 27 years old. So you're looking at a really young team with a high potential ceiling but with young teams, you just don't know what they can do. And and as you talked about, how do they come into this year? Are they coming in hungry? Are they able to build upon the success? Because it's going to be a lot tougher this year than it was last year. By all accounts, they're able, they're doing what they need to do in those areas. But realistically, we know what's got to happen. Hopefully they can stay pretty healthy. The defense has to be still the strength of this team and playing pretty solidly throughout the year. And then we need Mitch Trubisky to take a step forward from what he was last year. If any of those three things don't happen, it's going to be very difficult for the Bears to succeed. But all three of those things definitely can happen because of the depth that they have, because of the talent they have on defense, and because of the signs that we've seen from Mitch. Uh, Yeah, definitely well said, Brian. I think we definitely should all have confidence that those three major factors that you named right there should happen. There's no reason that they shouldn't happen. But uh, as well, you know, you got to factor in the fact that they will be playing a first-place schedule this year and teams will come in to to their games with the Bears knowing that this is a a quality team and that it will mean a lot for them in most cases to beat the Bears more so than if the Bears beat them. So it's, it's, it's just, a, like you say, the NFL is not for long league. It's a different type of uh, perspective when you're coming into the into a season as a winner as opposed to a, a, a loser or a team that's building itself. And, uh, you know, you just got to work off of that. You know, you got to be able to deal with success with a certain, um, you know, a certain hunger and a, a certain determination if you're going to uh, make the ultimate success in the league, and that's, of course, uh, winning the Super Bowl. So, you know, there's no reason not to think of the Bears as contenders, but, you know, they still have work to do, definitely. And, and um, then, go ahead. Another thing I just wanted to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, I'm sure a lot of people have the L.A. Rams as a team that is going to be very good this year, and very few people have targeted them as having a letdown. And I can understand that they were the Super Bowl champion. They have this terrific offense, but they are losing a lot of veteran players on their defense. We don't know what they are really defensively besides Aaron Donald at this point. We know defense travels in this league, so the Bears should be better equipped to stay into games potentially than a team like the L.A. Rams if their defense takes a big step back. 
and offense we know can sometimes be tricky. It can go through ebbs and flows depending on what's happening. So, you know, the Bears at least have the kind of framework that you want for a team to come back and handle a first place schedule. They're going to have a really good defense. They should have a pretty good offense based on a creative play caller, a quarterback that's able to run around and create in the run game as well as the pass game and give you that occasional big pass play. And ideally you've solved your running game issues this off season. So they should be much better as a running team. And when you can run the football, you can throw the football or you can stop the football. And then of course you get those big plays from your quarterback. I I think that's very reasonable to think the bears will be better. But one other thing that I will point out is maybe an area where you should be concerned as a bears fan is still that kicking game. Cause we don't know really any of these guys, what they have. They're down to, I believe two kickers, going into training camp there might be a veteran picked up but there might not be any money to pick up a veteran so it's going to be very interesting to see how that works itself out because that may be the one area where the bears don't have enough and that cost them last year it very well could cost them again this year oh yes the kickers uh what are we gonna do with those kickers but uh hopefully uh robbie gold part two comes around ryan pace has just got to find him Right, because cause part one ain't coming, it looks like. So, yeah, we want to see, see if we can find another diamond in the rough. But uh, but before we go into the the, the top 100, I wanted to get your thoughts uh, on the rookies. Like, you mentioned Montgomery, and, of course, he's going to be a big part of things. Uh, out of the other guys, did anyone uh, – catch your eye or or uh, did you hear anything about any of the other guys in particular that uh, that stuck with you? Yeah, I think uh, expect Riley Ridley to be another guy that's going to be used. Uh, he's definitely going to be a part of the rotation. We saw lots of times last year where Allen Robinson would be on the sideline getting some rest and a three, a fresh three set of receivers are out there. So Riley Ridley is going to be a part of that. He's going to be a potential playmaker for you, or he's going to be a, an important depth guy in case one of your top three receivers goes down. He's uh, definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, this Steven Denmark kid, the seventh rounder, probably not going to do a whole ton, but it sounds like to me that he might be a potential safety option. And with his physical abilities, that could be something to keep an eye on, especially if he's going to play more of the in-the-box this year. And he could definitely play either position with his physical abilities. So that might be an, an eye to keep or one to keep an eye on. Kareth White, that's another one you got to keep an eye on just because of his flat out speed. You know, Matt Nagy is going to try to utilize his speed some way or another. And the kick return game, he's going to be in competition with Cordell Patterson and anybody else that they have on the roster, like Emmanuel Hall, maybe competing in that. He's an undrafted free agent that they got with a ton of speed as well. So, uh, really, this rookie class, to me, is going to have a ton of contributors. Maybe not so much from the defensive guys, because there's a ton of depth at the positions where they went. Um, Maybe not safety, per se, if Steven Denmark becomes a safety, but they do have depth at that position. But especially at cornerback, it seems like they are pretty well suited for for this season. Okay, okay. And uh, like I said, just a quick thing we're doing here, just to – uh, warm, you know, uh, warm your guys up to Bears coverage, and uh, you know, g- give you a little peek at some of the stuff we're going to do uh, as we get closer to the season. 
But uh, it, we'll we'll end it on this one right quick with a pretty interesting subject that's come along. Like I said, uh, like I said at the top of the show, top one hundred bands have been released. Uh, I'm you have to tell me how. I'm not sure how this was how this was selected, but uh, apparently, you know, like you know, the Bears put together a list. They're top 100 players of all time for the 100th anniversary of the franchise. Uh, number one, of course, is uh, Walter Payton, uh, who we all agree personifies excellence in, in regards to the Bears. Uh, you know, he's a modern player, so he has more of an advantage in the way, you know, in comparison to a, a Brett Grange or a Bronco Nagurski or, a, you know, a uh, trying to think of, or even you know, a Butkus or somebody like that, you know, because we saw more of uh, sweetness in uh, in video and stuff as opposed to the old NFL films and all that. But but at the same time, the numbers prove it. He was he was the vital, most vital player in the most successful modern era of the team. He was on the '85 Bears, of course. But before that, he carried the team for about a decade on his own and just did amazing things. You know, he, he's the most – he's the closest we come to that legend of those of those uh, Nagurskis and, and Grange. The, the, the guy who we pass on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when, we, when we think of the Bears, like, you know, even though we, me and you aren't young enough to have really seen him play, we still could kind of talk about him like we did, you know, because by '87 he was he was ready, he was out the door. But he still meant a lot, meant so much to the Bears franchise and to the community at large. And we still celebrate him to this day as if he's still here. And he's been gone for almost about 20 years now. So uh, you know, sweetness is number one. Makes all type of sense. And uh, you know, you can. You know, list are list, and they're made. They're made to be commented on and everything, and 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 argued about. But uh, you know, Ryan, in your opinion, what 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 stood out to you about this list, and uh, you know, who made it or who who didn't, or, you know, who placed where? You know, what what do you think about it? Yeah, I thought you know, hearing when this list came out, it didn't automatically uh, uh, kind of chime my antennas, just because these lists are so hard to do. They're extremely subjective i'm sure they had their criteria and i believe dan pompey and uh don mcpherson came up with this list and dan did an editorial in the tribune that explained his process but i didn't quite catch that i believe uh the only thing that that stood out to me is i didn't really like the inclusion of current players uh i believe cleo mag eddie jackson i'm not sure if akeem hicks was on there or if there was any other current players but I know that those two stood out and they might end up being there one day, but it's just hard for me to put those guys over some of the other bears that weren't included on this list. And not that there's a ton of bears that weren't included that should be on there, but you just kind of wonder if maybe some other guys that have given their careers, like the fridge, William Perry, he was not on the list. Do you think maybe he was more deserving than Eddie Jackson or Khalil Mack based on how little they've contributed to the Bears thus far. But I understand, yeah. I guess, the thought that those guys are, will likely be better players than than the Fridge or some of the other guys they kept off. But uh, I thought that was, that was curious. The other thing, of course, is the Bears have had really two separate histories in their entire era. Because you look at the first 50 years, 
a lot of championships, a lot of success the last 50 years. Not quite the same. Uh, definitely some highs, but a lot more lows and a lot more periods of dormancy in the NFL when they used to be really the kings of the NFL. So I think it's, it's tough to judge what those players' success is compared to these players now because certainly you got to see more of it. You certainly got to feel more of it, especially if you were a fan of the 85 Bears and went around for that. Uh, you probably would feel a lot more for those players than versus some of the other past champions in Bears history that you never got to see play. I think it's very tough overall. I wouldn't say I have a too too big of a problem with the list. The only thing I think Dan Hampton was one guy that stood out that was just way too low on the list for me. I think he was 11 or 12 but it should have been top 10, arguably top five, making a Pro Bowl at every single defensive line position, both ends, the uh, nose tackle, as well as the, the under center tackle and the traditional nose tackle to make a Pro Bowl in all four of those positions and really be the, the, the biggest piece of arguably the greatest defense of all time. Felt he should have been higher up on the list, but didn't have too many problems with too many other players. You can definitely argue here and there maybe guys should be higher and lower. And that is probably the best part of the list that it gives you some really nice little debate points. If uh, you want to kind of just go through it and take it really seriously. And I'll be interested to see, because the tribune is going to come out with their hundred players as well. They might have, I'm sure they're going to have differences than uh, the bears list. And it, it'll be fun to kind of look at some names, but uh, overall, a really tough thing to do with one of the charter franchises and a ton of guys that have contributed when their teams have had success or not. Yeah, definitely. And the, the crazy thing about the Bears is that you do have a base of about 30 players who are in the Pro Football, Football Hall of Fame. The Bears have more Hall of Famers than any franchise in, in the league. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard to separate, like you say, and those guys come from all eras. So it's hard to separate the guys – who played in the, in this more current era, more publicized era, as opposed to the one that was handed down before us, where, you know, we just have to look at, you know, you know, you may look at numbers or you may just look at reports that, you know, uh, are different than what we have today. We don't, you know, is, how do you judge Sid Luckman exactly against uh, Jay Cutler? Or how do you judge, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's, what's the what's the linebacker George? Uh, oh, uh, yes, Dang, yeah. I'm blanking on it. I was this first, but how do you judge him against Bill George? Bill George, yeah, Bill George against Khalil Mack. You know, is is it's a it's a tough thing, but it, I think all in all, is this is the type of thing that's done mostly to celebrate the legacy of the great of the Great Bears franchise and to let people know that, you know, this is, you know, as a charter franchise at NFL, there's few teams in, in American sports that have the type of history that the Bears have. And, you know, hopefully if you uh, look at the list and you, you got to do some research on the names, go ahead and do it, man. And, uh, look more into, especially if you are a Bears fan, look more into that history and, uh, you know, at least, in, 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 you know, make yourself more known so that you can you can compare yourself and, and let yourself know uh, just all the names as many names as you can 
uh, uh, regarding the guys who made the Bears what they are today. It's not just the guys who are playing today. Definitely, it's not just the guys who played in '85 either, or even '63 for that matter. You know, which was the last NFL championship. So there's a lot of stuff before that. Uh, so the Bears are, you know, pretty amazing in that way, and that, that's definitely, I have to say. For personally, one of the reasons why I can never root against the Bears. I, it's, it's one of the reasons why I'm proud to be a Bears fan, even when I try to be objective as a journalist. You know, it's, you, know you can't uh, understate and, and underplay that legacy and that history. So, you know, it's definitely going to be pretty fun to, to see that 100th year celebration unfold this year and, and to have it at, at the same time as the league's 100th year anniversary is uh, – Definitely significant. And it, it helps too, Kyle. I completely agree with everything you're saying. And it helps as well that, you know, this could be a special year if everything goes together. We, we yeah. felt that way last year. And, you know, if they were to somehow pull off the dream and win a title in their 100th year, I mean, what a story for maybe the storybook franchise in the league. Yeah, a lot of people they eat that up, I think. And it'll, it'll make people like Jason Lockerford look more stupid than they already look. So I'm all- <laughs> Yeah, here's hoping that they could show all these haters out there because uh, I think here in Chicago, we know the truth that this team has the potential, it has the talent. They've just got to get it done. It's put in the work, it's executing. If they can do that stuff, then uh, they should have a great chance. Great chance to beat anybody. Definitely, definitely. So uh, we're going to leave it at that. Like I said, uh, you know, just checking up with you guys. Hope you enjoy this little dispatch of Bears talk here as we uh, and uh, keep dealing with our little down period of football. But we'll, we'll get back to you uh, sometime over the next month or so. And uh, then we'll start really starting to ramp things up in, in July, I would say, as, as camp unfolds and – the preseason uh, comes right around the corner. We're going to really get things going by then and, uh, you know, in anticipation for this uh, memorable season to come. So, uh, Ryan, of course, you can listen to him every week with Dean Davis, the Dean Davis Show, uh, which uh, new episodes appear on the Dean Davis SoundCloud and other Dean Davis platforms uh, every Wednesday. And you can listen to it here on War on Anchor on Thursdays. And as well as Dean Davis, the flip was available on, uh, like I said, all the Dean Davis platforms, SoundCloud, Apple, and all that, uh, Google as well. And um, yeah, you'll uh, we'll definitely uh, check back with you soon, Ryan. Man, keep up the good work, and um, you'll definitely hear from us. If you got any thoughts too, your own thoughts on the Bears, um, I'm going to make available our voicemail links. soon and uh, you know just sound off let us know what your thoughts are on the bears or on anything else that we cover here on war on anchor so uh like i said for ryan bukovetsky this is kyle means signing off bear down